magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we have Judica Isles on today. Oh, yes. That so is so exciting. Very exciting. Yes. Was, I really enjoyed talking to her. Me too. Um, so let's talk about the cards of last week and see how they played out. I remember mine. It was cl- clutter clearing, basically. Yeah, it was a Cleaning. frog. Yeah. Yeah. It and was what like, was yours? And mine was transmute. It was water lily. Uh, so it's like changing, challenging energy into positive energy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think I already know. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, yeah. that <clears throat> Both of those, man, really serious this week. Like, all the, I mean, even as far as clutter clearing, Ted and I sold one of our cars. Wow. Which was really emotional weirdly emotional yeah, for me. I know that is weird. Isn't right? it? Yeah, yes. I was so confused because I like <laughs> I don't usually feel sentimental value attached to items. And so me I was like, either. what is this feeling? And it was like I I still feel like, oh, I hope the car's okay. I hope it's not sad. If I feel like he like the car might be lonely. Like what? <laughs> you know, it's can weird. I just tell you this is again, I feel like I'm in some kind of sink because things kept keep repeating like but anyway I just was listening to someone talking about how when they were little little they put you know it's animistic isn't that what that is when you put um is that what it's called well animism is is like things having life but they're I mean I'm thinking of anthropomorphism too like like well that's human like that's thinking of them as humans but yeah right but I think it's animism yeah, yeah, where it's like, and she was talking about how when she was little, this, I think it was a podcast I was listening to, she gave everything, everything had meaning, like her, you know, like the pens, and my daughter was like that, so, oh. like, she would name anything that you would see in front of her, she would name it, and she's still kind of like that, um, where everything has life, you know, and they really do in a lot of ways and I feel like our cars I mean especially did you have that car in LA yeah I've had it for so long like yeah, it's like you 12 years it. yeah and in LA we're in our cars all, all the, the time. time yeah so it's like your life it's like it really your energy and like it was like your friend taking you places right yeah yeah, so that happened, and it was emotional, and it also felt significant, like a big energy shift. But then yeah. just lots of emotions still happening, just still flowing through uh, inner child yeah. healing and stuff from yeah. my childhood. Just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff happening, and a lot of crying, more crying. <laughs> 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 um but then, you know, that's connected to joy, too, for me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I think our friend Tanya, hi, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Pointed out that it was, it's Pisces season, yeah. which is what I, I'm something I'm going to talk about in the energy report. But yeah, so it is like a really a time for a lot of feelings coming up. Yeah. I'm also going to talk about my thing in the energy report, so I won't go too into it, but... um. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm always doing shadow work. Yeah. <laughs> just like always. Always. Me too. <laughs> and I think what I realized about that is that, and I don't know when this started, maybe a year ago. I, I Who knows? Time. Who yeah. knows? But as, yeah, we'll talk about that too with Judica about time. But um, I think it's just when I talk about shadow work, it's just like, oh, feelings that are coming up that have always come up, but now I'm integrating them, putting mm-hmm. them into my heart and like really feeling them, looking yeah. at them, not letting them be shoved down and rejecting them. Right. You know, and so that's why I think it, I think life is just this process of shadow work, but that doesn't have if if you're healing and you're growing and you're expanding, then you're that's what you're doing. Yeah, you're right? getting and in, in getting more comfortable with that. Yes, yeah. getting comfortable as you do it, where it's like, oh, I don't have to be afraid of these feelings. They mm-hmm. just need to go into my heart. It does get tricky when it's the inner critic, um, which is something I'm going to talk about. I'll, I'll wait to talk about that in the energy report. Um, but yeah, so I guess it was just more of that for me, too. Also, I have a hard time remembering <laughs> what happened. <laughs> what happened just that's it that you just in general during the week like I remember getting out of the shower on Wednesday and thinking I need to think about what I'm working on emotionally so that I can remember to talk about it oh right podcast. yeah no I think about it during the week like okay this is something I can tell Natasha tell our <laughs> listeners. it happened because <laughs> it just kind of fades I do sometimes in the morning if I have a specific thing I'm working on I mean, usually there always is. I'll write it down, you know, so that I remember. But then I integrate it and then I forget, you know. Yeah. I was just going to, I think I have my journal right here. <laughs> I was actually just going to, oh, I think that was last week. Okay. Anyway, that's that. You'll yeah. hear more in the energy report. I okay. did more clearing out the week before, I feel like, just like you know, clutter clearing stuff. But I am also doing that. So. Clutter clearing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. So why don't we talk about what's up with us? Hashtag our ads. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Um. So, yeah. So I want to talk about my online classes on testbytehearse.com. I have a number of classes that you can get um, to watch the video classes. And then there's PDF worksheets. There's a shocker class. There's magical housekeeping and good energy. You can check them all out at testbytehearse.com <laughs> and go to click on shop. Okay. And. I also have classes. I'll just talk about this one in particular, the 11 for 11 emails, which I designed at the beginning of the pandemic to help people have just little tools that could help them throughout the pandemic to feel more centered, more self-love, clear energy, and all of that. And you get one email a day that gives you a new tool, and you don't it, they build on each other, but you don't have to use them all together. So you can find mine at highestlighthealing.com and go to classes. And it's only $11. That's right. For 11 days. You got it. 
<laughs> um, also, you can help the podcast by reviewing us or rating us on um, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to it. We really appreciate it. It helps people find us. And we thank all of you who have already done that. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, and we aren't going to do questions this week just because we're short on time. But um, if you want to ask us a question, we will definitely get to it soon. You can go to our um our website, magicmondaypodcast.com. Click on Ask a Question, or you can call us. We do have a voicemail that we'll listen to next week. Excited about that. 828-333-7181. I think that's it. Oh, shoot. I mean, at least the 7181 I know is right. Oh, that's the only part I wasn't sure about. Oh, good. Okay, we're a good team. (laughs) That's 828-333-7181. All right. Okay, so so now we are going to talk to Judica Isles. Born in New York City, Judica Isles is a lifelong lover, student, and practitioner of the magical arts. She is the author of eight books devoted to magic spells, witchcraft, saints, spirits, and the paranormal, including the best-selling Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells. Judica's newest book, Daily Magic, a perpetual calendar of spells, rituals, and feasts, will be published in 2021. She has been a professional tarot card reader since 1988. Judica teaches about spell casting and other topics in the U.S., internationally, and online. Her website is about to undergo construction, but she is easily found online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are here with Judica Isles, and I am very excited. Judica, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy to talk to you. So um, I just want to tell you and our listeners, I want to start off by telling everyone how deeply I love Judica to give you guys an idea of my love of her work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember discovering uh, the element encyclopedia of 5,000 spells, like maybe in 2004, 2003, yeah. no, 2004. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. the, it was the Barnes and Noble or borders on La Cienega in Hollywood. <laughs> and oh, it was wow. like, it was like, what is this book? And I mean, it was mm. so exciting to me and it just had such a huge effect on me. And to this day I have now, I have Mystic Saints and Sages and Encyclopedia of Spirits right by my desk at all times. They're just like <laughs> reference you. books I use all the time. And I, I, every book I've ever written has had Judica's books in oh. like in the bibliography. And sometimes even my editor has been like, you can't quote Judica Isles that many times. <laughs> you need to minimize the quotes. <laughs> You're so like, just, can she just write this for me? <laughs> yeah, I just admire you. I just love mm. your work so much. And um, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, I would like to ask you. Let's get to the hard hitting questions <laughs> now that sure. we've built you up. Um, maybe we can start by um, you talking about how you came to this work. Yeah, I'd love to know that. The work, the work in, as in the craft or the work as in writing? I think, uh, I think let's start with the craft. Yeah. I don't know. You know, that's, that's the harder question because I don't know. I basically, I'm just, I don't remember a time when it wasn't interesting to me um, that I didn't have an interest, that I didn't have a predilection. It, although, although my mother was not a practitioner, she was very 
she would not have called herself a practitioner, but she was a very psychic person. She was someone who would dream true mm -hmm. and she was very interested. So we had, my mother taught herself English by teaching me how to read. So I oh. learned to read. I learned to read when I was three and they. What was her native language? Hungarian. It's oh. mine. That's my first language also. Oh. Um, so they, I wasn't really treated like a child they never stopped me from reading anything. My only sibling is 12 years older than I am. So when I was starting first grade, she was starting college in the East Village. So oh. um, and where Samuel Weiser's bookshop was at that time. Oh. And she would just bring, you know, I would wait for her. You know, I, I really idolized her. And sometimes she would bring home records. and But a lot of times she would bring home books on all sorts of mystical topics and she brought home tarot cards and mm. I just you know I, I just I was under their sway wow. so I, I don't everybody says you know what was your big moment I, I don't have a big moment I don't remember I don't remember anything else oh wow amazing you know, and that then, is really interesting because I have a sister that's 16 years older than yeah. me um but she I wish she was into that stuff. <laughs> that would have been so great. She did influence me musically. Like she was, she had all the Beatles records, yeah. like the original and yeah. And that really was so, I yeah. it was so heartfelt to me because one time she gave that me half of them and it was like such a big moment. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so I can only imagine if she had introduced me to witchcraft or like yeah energy healing that would have that's well amazing. they were you know they were all interested and I know I have other relatives you know I have a you, you know I never met her I had a great aunt who used to attend seances in Budapest and mm -hmm. uh, you know so it, it was it was not discouraged yeah. oh yeah you know it was that's not good. discouraged I I won't say they necessarily encouraged me but they didn't discourage it yeah either yeah. That's so, important. Uh, you know, why did it hook me? I don't know. You know, it just did. Yeah. And then did you just, uh, when did you start having such an, an encyclopedic knowledge and interest in mat the magical I, arts? Is that forever also? Yeah, it is. And it was a different time. You basically, because now there's so much, now there's a glut of material and, you know, you go on amazon.com and you can choose and if you don't know what to buy they'll recommend things back in the day you basically read what you could find right if it crossed your path you just read it yeah because there wasn't very much but um you know everybody always asks me that in the context of five thousand spells which for you know those who don't know the book has five thousand spells <laughs> i mean it, no no i mean it was documented at one point mm. i was working off note cards and we lost i didn't realize i'd lost a file and i thought i was done and we had like only three thousand eight hundred spells and the publisher made me go back and you know <laughs> oh, oh my gosh yeah, you lost no, that whole file it, it turned up later. Oh my gosh, that's so many spells. <laughs> it, took, it took a walk. Um, I, it was not what I originally intended to do. That was just, that was very personal for me. Those are two different things about me. I have a love of the magical arts and I can write. Those mm -hmm. are, you know, that's just, that's my skill labor. Mm -hmm. So I originally had a, a book that I tried to publish in 1998, 
and I still have not been able to publish it. It's, it's, you know, it's essentially the prototype for 5,000 spells. It's a big book of fertility, everything but the clinics. So all sorts of folkloric things and herbal things and, mm. you know, all sorts of, you know, spiritual avenues and various, various topics. And when I was first researching that, and originally I was researching it for myself, and then, you know, it hooked me. The topic hooked me. Oh, and it was yeah. very, it was very interesting. And I just kept doing it. Even after I didn't need it, I just kept doing it. And at the beginning, I was like a horse with blinders on. I would only, in the researching, in the researching, you know, you find a lot of different things, but I was very much, I was focused only on what I needed, but then it bothered me because I was seeing all these really interesting stuff. And I just started writing it all down in note cards, just, just to have it. Because I thought, oh, well, someday somebody will want this. Yeah. And, I, and before I did 5,000 Spells, I did two previous books. And the second book, which is now called Magic When You Need It, has 150 spells. And the publisher knew I collected spells. And so he said, you know, while I was still trying to publish my fertility book, he was countering with, well, could you write a book with 500 spells? Mm. Could you write a book with a thousand, with 10,000? You know, he was coming up with all these numbers and I was going, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, sure. Because spells are like the grains of sand on a beach. Mm -hmm. there, there's always more. Mm -hmm. And at the end, he hooked me. I mean, I'm a hookable person, I guess yeah. is what this. <laughs> well, it is. It's so fascinating, that book. It's so unique. And I just loved how, you know, just reading, not like I wanted to do, I have done such a small percentage of them, but reading about them, just like, oh, that's how, that's, that's one way yeah. to see it. And that's one way that people do it. It's like, yeah. gives you a, this bigger picture of how energy works and how magic works. That's so inspiring. And, you know, I'm realizing too, you, your book, that book, I think it was that book introduced me to flower essences, which have become such uh -huh. a big part yes. of my, my yeah. work. I love them. Me too. Me too. Um, this makes me want to ask you, do you know what your sun, moon, and rising sign are? <laughs> I, I'm sure that Judah Giles knows. I, do. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I am. I'm a Cancer sun, Scorpio moon, and Aquarius rising. Oh, oh Cancer sun, Scorpio moon, Aquarius rising. Magic. Just feels so magical. Yeah. Like deep magic. Yeah. What, what, okay, last question, astrology, what, <laughs> what house is your sun and moon in? Oh, wow, oh. look at 5,000 spells. I'm a six-houser. Oh, yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> oh. People ask me, you know, how do you write this, these books? I, uh, my, uh, it's, I have this packed uh, sixth house with, you okay. know, the house of work and devotion and priestesshood and, oh. and you know because i, I, I mean five thousand spells no one told the publisher my editor and i no one told us it couldn't be done they told me that after you know, no <laughs> one told no one told us it couldn't be done so i did it like i didn't know it couldn't be done but yeah. it is, it is my, I, I am a bit of a workhorse. If you, if you give me the thing, I will do it. You know, yeah, that's I why I was wondering it. if there was Capricorn -y stuff going on, but sixth house. Makes... Well, as the ruler of Aquarius. Oh, Capricorn. Yeah. No, that's Saturn. It's the Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now can we talk about saints a little bit? Because I want to talk to you specifically about St. Teresa of Lisieux. <laughs> and that's because oh, you do? Me yes. too. And I just, okay. So, so for our listeners who don't know, Judica writes about saints. She helps me to feel like liberated and working with saints. Like I <laughs> didn't initially realize, I mean, that it was compatible with magic, Yeah, you know, and, um, but well, the you thing know, of, oh, go ahead. Th that came out of 5,000 spells though, because it was sort of shocking to me. Oh, as, I, as see. I was researching how many spells involved saints, right? canonized mm. saints and folk saints. And it was, it was a little shocking. I did not expect that. And that is not from my childhood. That, that That's how I felt when I read it. I was like, oh. Yeah. And yeah. I had gone to, there used to be a store in, I believe, Soho in New York City, no longer there, a store called Alter Egos. Mm -hmm. And a friend brought me there. This is going back to the late 80s. I mean, it, it may have been there longer, but then I moved to California. And it was a witchcraft store clearly a witchcraft store but it and not a botanica it was a witchcraft store and it also had all these saints and that was sort of a very mind-blowing mm -hmm. thing for me to see oh people are doing this yeah yeah now i realize it i see it yeah. i i was surprised also and but before i read your book yeah. and, and when i had already become a witch I did all, even then, I mean, I was, my parents were both raised Catholic and then they left yeah. the church when they got a divorce, but I was baptized Catholic. I was really <laughs> yeah. steeped in Catholicism in many ways. Um, but I remember that St. Teresa of Lisieux, mm -hmm. I still felt it, it's like, so my relationship with her, this is why, why I want to talk to you about it is because it's really unique. Like she's just there, like she's present and she shows up sometimes. I'm like, there yeah. she is. And I feel it. And it's a, it's a palpable yeah. energy and when I read her book story of a soul I was like this is a crazy person <laughs> like have you read it <laughs> yeah and, but I mean I think that's true of so many saints it's I mean, yeah I think that's and Catherine of Siena have you heard about Catherine of Siena uh, oh go I, on, I, I know she's about her I think I'm forgetting ages. she's relationships marriage Catherine of Siena was this brilliant person who had these she was like in a very extended vision quest you know she didn't she lived on on water and communion wafers oh. but she was she was very vigorous and very she, she's one of the you know one of the doctors of the church now but I mean, she was not yeah <laughs> I mean, possibly because she was hungry all the time right <laughs> but, yeah um, and maybe uh, oh go ahead no, no, no. I mean, I, I think this is true. I mean, look, in the middle of writing 5,000 spells, I looked at myself and I said, I'm a crazy person. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I, I, that, that I would not wish that on anybody. Mm -hmm. I stayed, I, I think sometimes because I wrote that, you know, I'm older and I don't know if I could do it again. I would stay up for like three days at a time wow. writing, but I mean, I don't like the taking nothing. Like I wasn't taking other than tea, you know, oh, yeah. in, taking nothing to stay up. I would just stay up until I got so tired that I was, you know, nodding wow. and I was afraid that I would accidentally delete something from the file. 
And then I'd go and sleep for two hours and get up and wow. Because I'm a very because I'm a six houser and I'm a very prompt person. Look at me. I mean, I I, I called in exactly the right moment, um, and I was late. And that was not that book was we miscalculated when mm. we were coming up with this book. We did not think it would be that long. The the my editor said to me, "Do you think you can do it in 450 pages?" <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a lot of patience. <laughs> and I said, I said, sure. <laughs> you know, neither one of us calculated right. how, many, how many spells can you get on a page? We didn't think like that. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote the introduction and it was a hundred pages. And it was like, oh my God, we're in trouble. Um so I, yeah, no, I mean. I, I think that is true. I think that when you sort of are in a really intense spiritual or magical zone, mm -hmm. you're not, you're not, it's not that you're crazy in a bad way per se, but you are sort of maybe not the most conventional thinker. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got the feeling. I, I get the feeling from St. Teresa of Lisieux when she was alive that yeah. she was, she had that maybe she had mental illness um, and that she was extremely spiritual and magical and tuned in. And then I think what I wanted to talk to you about too, is like how I feel like she's so trans that, well, she says this in her autobiography is that her work, she knew her work was about after she died that that yeah. was when she was going to like rain the rose petals down and the love and and i really feel that and that's what i mean is it, it seems like she's different like she's transformed which i know natasha talks about with because she's a medium with um working with people on the other side like that they become they become different they become more enlightened yeah. well their egos are shed yeah. they're yeah. kinder often than they were in life oh, yeah, yeah. Very true for my mother. That, oh. <laughs> she, that's really the biggest one I've seen. The different. It was like her ego just. Well, it was. She. You don't have an ego when you. Well, you're so, detached from. Yeah. Fear. Yeah, and connected to your right, to your right, truth to yeah. what your essence. My um, I have a, a my a good friend and a coven sister. And she had gone, to, I mean, this is years before I wrote the book, but, and she was one of the people who really introduced me. She was a lapsed Catholic, but somebody who really loved saints. And she went to Paris and she had lit a candle for Therese. And when she was, well, later that day, she was walking down the street and a stranger handed her a rose. Yes. Wow. Yes. Isn't that wild? This is how St. Teresa of Lisieux, she's like this to wow. me. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's I called really on nice. her before yeah. um, when I was getting some real bad dental stuff earlier in the year. And I called on her and then the, <laughs> the dental assistant came in and she said her name was Rose. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, it was, feel better? Oh yeah, I was I, like I teared up immediately. I was oh, like, wow. oh. yeah, it's so That's sweet. That's like what happened to me with my medical procedure. Only not with a saint, but I right. was calling on my cats, oh, and yes. I have two tattoos of my cats on my arms. And I called on them, and then the nurse came in, and she just started fawning over the my tattoos and talking oh, about wow. how amazing they were. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm okay now. 
my uh, my go-to saint for dentistry is saint apollonia you right know, and i was gonna mention that too specialty. because you posted that while i was going you posted about her while oh, i was going wow. through my big dental ordeal and it was so uh just so helpful so i called on her i, I mean i i you know i i i, I hate dentistry <laughs> it's a it's horrible not, feeling yeah, it's a terrible feeling. Why anyone would want to be a dentist? I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they're there, but <laughs> I don't understand the allure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So one question I really wanted to ask you because we have a lot of they, I guess, baby witches is how a lot of people refer to them, and since you are just, I mean, literally have oh. in, <laughs> not a baby. <laughs> no, I was going to say encyclopedia of knowledge about it. <laughs> Since you're old, you tell me. <laughs> I'm an old witch. <laughs> As a crone. No, um, but I am wondering, do you have any thoughts about like, I don't know, um, where they could start with spell work yeah. or, or my, really my, any... recommend, my recommendation i mean and this is sort of straight across the board for anyone who is interested in this i mean i have ritual suggestions also it is to read as much as you can and anything you can don't only read the stuff that validates what you already believe sometimes mm -hmm. it's the book that makes you mad <laughs> that is actually very helpful because it causes you to crystallize what is it what is it that this person you know what is the hot button they're hitting i mean it might be them they might be wrong yeah. um, but it might be that they're hitting something in you that is you know you've tucked away in the shadows and yeah. maybe you should understand what that is do you Learn have a book do you remember a book like that for yourself that made you mad it was a different time though there were no there were no beginner stuff uh -huh. it was just there, there, i don't think there was i don't think there was a perception of a market for that mm -hmm. there were in the 70s goddess books because mm -hmm. you know the resurgence of goddess devotion mm -hmm. and i i certainly read i read all of them i mean I, i'm telling you what i did read everything yeah read everything the more you read the more you will find your own path mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and don't only study from one person get a lot of different opinions and eventually because what you you know it's alchemical what you really want to find is the power inside and your your own path and by exposing yourself to a lot of different perspectives you can start to weigh well this works for me that doesn't work for mm -hmm. me you know, oh that's so interesting oh that's a yeah. lot of crap you know right so that's true I, with anything you're learning i think yes yes and I, I would say the simplest rituals to start with lunar rituals just go out under you know be aware of the moon phases and be yeah. aware of how you're feeling and go out under the moon and just you know talk to the moon yeah. and expose yourself to the moon and it's just it's even if you don't see anything happening it's very empowering you know your aura it's very beneficial for your aura and then in terms of a more formal type of spell casting it is really good to start with cleansing spells because 
other types of spells, you, you know, it's not like on television. On television, you know, I, I call it the Willow Rosenberg School of Magic, you know, from Buffy. You, mm-hmm. you know, you cast the spell, and as long as you have all the ingredients and you do all the steps like a science project, right. when you're done, like the lights go like, you know, various colors and there's smoke and mirrors and sound effects. And then you go, aha, my spell has worked. But that's that's a device for visual entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not like that in real life. So often you you cast a spell and you don't really know eventually as you get more experienced you could feel it like i can feel now if if it's gonna work or there's like a flatness if Mm -hmm. it's if 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 like the connections weren't made i can oh that's that that didn't happen yeah Mm -hmm. but in the beginning it's not like that but cleansing smells are perfect um because as soon as you finish you should feel lighter yeah and you know i don't i don't i don't know if cleaner is the right word because it's not just a physical cleanliness you should yeah. feel uplifted and a little braver and like you know life isn't that bad yeah and if you don't feel it something didn't work maybe it's not the right kind of a spell for you or you know maybe you were distracted or mm-hmm. maybe you have ambivalent feelings you know why a spell doesn't work is often more interesting than why it does yeah. you know a spell works you're happy maybe you'll have to do another spell but it, it, that's a pretty straightforward thing you know I, I i needed a thousand dollars i did a money spell i got a thousand dollars okay then but when the spell doesn't work why why didn't it work mm-hmm. or why didn't it work the way you wanted it to work what 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 happened there so yeah. that's often a very interesting thing yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a language that you're learning, whether you're reading or you're trying something. It's like you're just getting into that feeling so that you can recognize energy. Yeah, there's there's a rhythm to it, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you'll recognize it after a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say that sometimes when it doesn't work, I think people where people go wrong is blaming themselves or being like, what did I do wrong? Instead of looking at it with curiosity like you were saying like oh why didn't this work what's going on with me what am I feeling or whatever it is yeah what can I try next how can I what can I look at you know that I might want to shift I find a lot of throwing at the baby with the bathwater. my spell didn't work so this is all garbage it's not true. oh right right I I get a lot of that you know it, it doesn't work and it's like you know my standard example is well if you had a headache and you took, uh, you know, an aspirin and you still had a headache, you wouldn't go burn down the pharmacy. <laughs> you know, I, you, you, yeah. you try something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe you try ibuprofen or you try some. Right. Yeah. Or you'd be like, why did I get the headache? Maybe I should drink more water. Maybe I should get more sleep. Like, sure. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, do we want to talk about anything else? Uh, well, definitely we want to know about your new book that's yeah. coming out soon called Daily Magic. Can you yeah. tell us about um, Daily Magic? Daily Magic is a perpetual calendar. It's not a wheel of the year. It's um, it's uh, January 1st to December 31st, Western calendar and spells and rituals. And if you like saints, you'll like this book because I, I tried to put some saints in who are not in the other book. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, it, there's something every day and not that 
as with 5,000 spells, you are not, you know, people ask me, have you done all 5,000 spells? I mean, thank God it's no, you know, there are spells in there for smallpox. <laughs> there, there are spells in there for sort, you know, all sorts of stuff that maybe, you know, you hope you never have to use those spells. And this is similar in that I, I try to represent diverse spiritualities and diverse needs, but it's, it's an exploration of time because time, you know, when we talk about magical ingredients, what are the unspoken ingredients that are in every ritual or spell? And it's time and location. Where are you? You, you know, even cyberspace, that's, that's, a, that, that's a realm, mm, you know, yeah. that's a realm unto itself. So, uh, you know, there are all these people studying psychogeography and what I found interesting is, is the impact of time and how certain things, you know, we see it with a lunar cycle, that there are things you would do at the full moon that you might not do with a dark moon and vice versa. But this is also, you know, there are power times of the year. And all these people are waiting all, I, I know so many people who wait for Samhain, but you don't have to wait for a full year because there's Beltane, there's Midsummer. There's, you know, a lot of very, very spiritual, powerful days in the winter. And it's sort of focusing on the time element. And I, I found this year with the pandemic, I found, and I don't think I'm untypical, I found myself very untethered to time. Yes, we have right? talked about this on totally. the podcast. It's like, it has no meaning. We're like, this was a long week, but it seems like also like it was a short week. Like, how is that possible? How is, are both of those possible at the same time? It's weird. Yeah. And I've worked, I, I, I mean, I've worked from home for years and, you know, just the nature of my work makes me be self-isolating. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, me too. You know, yeah. so it, it's not like this is new for right. me, but there's something, yes. there's something out there. Definitely. Yes. So I, I, I hope that it's sort of almost like a handle, like, 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 like weights to, you know, ground Anchor you. Us in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that sounds really great. That's amazing. So <laughs> when does just, that come out? August. It should be out in August. In August. I think the end of August. Okay. This book has, uh, has, has uh, this is, a, you know, almost a casualty of the pandemic. This book was originally scheduled to come out I mean it should have been out already but yeah. it just you yeah know, that stuff happens <laughs> yeah 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 so I'm glad it's finally coming out yeah well maybe we can have you back on when um right before it comes I would out. love to yeah. oh good That'd yeah, be fun. I would love to definitely love that yeah me too yeah well are you did you have any we should probably wrap up Okay. okay. <laughs> but it's really been, I've, it's been this so very fast. It's been a delight. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. And I'm Thanks. looking at your backdrop and I'd like to be in it. I'll come visit <laughs> when, the, when the pandemic's over. Thanks All right. Again. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. That was great. I loved talking to her and meeting her. It was a joy. I loved it so much. Um, okay. Well, now it's time for the energy report. <laughs> I didn't know what. <laughs> I love it. 
it brought me so much joy. <laughs> oh you didn't God. even think about it. You just went right into it. I did. <laughs> it just bubbled up out of me. <laughs> goodness for people who may be wondering why we're reacting this way i used to have a go-to energy report song and then i was like i don't want to do that anymore i i invented it and i did it too high and every time i was stressed out about it so now i just make one up every time hope you liked it anyway the (laughs) (laughs) the energy report is the energy trend that i'm feeling into in the week ahead and also a little bit from the past week leading up to it from clients and um, my own experience and a dash of astrology thrown in. Um, So, you know, it's interesting because I was trying to feel into like, what were the similarities in, you know, clients that I've seen recently and like in the last couple of days and then also myself and all of that. And at first I was unclear. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I know exactly what it is. It's merging. This feeling of merging with either like our problems or merging with our inner child or merging with our inner critic. Um, Or like even like I've had a few people come to me who have been talking about their businesses and like I see that they're merging with their businesses. Oh, like so integrating, like in a good way? N- well, I don't want to label it bad or good, but oh. I don't mean integrating. <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess I will say. Challenging? Let's call it bad, challenging. Yeah. Oh. Like in a way where it's like you lose perspective. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, like when I was, um, when when I was, <laughs> when I teach my inner child healing, which I'm doing right now, um, I oftentimes will tell them like, be aware if you're only the inner child, you know, like right. if you've merged with your inner child or if you're only the inner critic, like you're just like, oh. there's no other, <clears throat> excuse me, there's no other perspective. Like you don't have the base of the loving parent or your higher self, you know, as that central grounded place. Okay. And it makes a lot of sense that this is happening right now because of it's Pisces season and... um you know, Pisces is watery and it's like boundaries can be hard for Pisces. I'm a Pisces rising. So um, I say this with peace and love, peace and love. But <laughs> and I actually I'm really good at boundaries, but only because I was so bad at them before. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had to learn how to do it. Um so, but yeah, Pisces, and we have one more week of Pisces ahead of us. We move into Aries on Sunday. Um, but and I do get a sense that like at the end of the week, we might feel a little bit less watery, a little lighter. But in the meantime, it's a good idea to just sort of how I was feeling into like, how can we best um, stop the merging? Like when I'm doing, let's say, an energy healing, it's very easy for me to see what to do. I just separate cords. You know, I do all the energy healing. But if it's like I'm just with myself or someone else is not able to do that (laughs) um what I was realizing as I felt into it is a heart connection is really important like opening up your heart more so because as you do that let's say you're merging with the inner critic if your heart is opening more then that critic's voice is going to go lower you'll have more compassion for yourself or the inner critic um does that make sense yeah 
Okay. And same thing with the inner child, let's say, or, you know, you'll be, you'll have more of an inner parent present when you're like, oh, this is hard, you know, like having, instead of just being in the feelings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, I could definitely see that, how that could have been helpful for me this week. Yeah. And, um, and then like, let's say you're dealing with what I talked about before, like you're merging with a job or a project. In that case, even opening your heart to like have compassion for yourself, like can give you perspective. You can also just call your energy back to you. If you are doing it with somebody, let's say you're merging with a person, call your energy back to you. It's really simple in that way. Is you know, that, having... so, so would it be like, would somebody be able to tell that they're merging with something when they realize like, oh, I am identifying, like I feel like I am this person or I am this job. Is that what um, you mean? Okay, so if you're talking about a job, I would say you could tell you're merging if it just feels, well, you're confused maybe about what to do. Um, you, It's hard to get perspective when you're in the thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, or if, um, how else would that, like, you just feel overwhelmed. Like, it's like, I don't know what to do. I feel overwhelmed. Because you don't, uh. because so the merging, the problem would be, that you just don't have the ability to have different perspectives because you're just in it. Yeah, you don't what you're have about. your yeah, you don't have your center. It's like um you don't you it's harder to hear the clear voice of your intuition when you're immersed. Oh yeah. In it, you know. Yeah. Um and with a person it's similar. It, with a person you know, it's if this is a habit of yours then it's hard to know this is a problem with with you know when we don't have boundaries it's hard to tell what's mine and what somebody else's so if you can't recognize it um you can do the old vacuum thing that i talk about clearing out your energy with a gold vacuum um at the either at the bottom of your grounding cord or the bottom of your feet and then put the vacuum outside of your and explode it that's always just and then fill up with light it's nice to do that a couple times a day anyway. I sometimes, I'll just be sitting there if I'm watching TV, say, I'll just imagine the vacuum at the bottom of my grounding cord just in case anything's in there. And oh, I yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then explode it, ground myself again, fill up with light. Um, so, yeah, that's the case with um, if it's something outside of yourself. I'm glad you brought that up because actually I was just talking more inner stuff. Like if I'm merging with my inner critic or my inner child, mm -hmm. although mm -hmm. I did bring up the job thing. Um, so anyway, yeah, you can just release it. And just a lot of times we're afraid, like, well, say you're writing a book. You may merge with the book because it's like, oh, I there might be pictures there where it's like, if I'm not merged with it, and by merging with it, I mean like all your energy, you can kind of just feel, if you know where your energy is centered, if you have a good point of what you feel like when it's clear and not merged, then you can feel and you can check in and be like, am I merging with this? Oh, I can feel my energy is going forward. Oh, you know? yeah. Or I can feel like, yeah, for me, it's like a forward thing. And then it's just, I pull it back. I just feel it coming back interesting yeah I'm just like I'm just realizing how helpful this is like when I'm oh, thinking good. about things that are happening now or things that happened in the last week I'm like oh yeah, yeah. that's helpful yeah it's really hard a lot of times when you get triggered with inner child stuff to not just be in those 
feelings sometimes. And it's yeah. like, it is helpful to, that's where the integration is good because you can, the inner parent will help you bring it into the heart, you know? And yeah. so you're not just immersed with it. But I was just going to say that like, if you're working on a project, you may feel like, and may not even be aware of it, but feel like, oh, if I'm not merging with this thing completely, then I can't control it. Oh, then yeah. it's not going to go how I want it to go. But the truth is, you can, and you can be, um, you don't have to merge with the thing. However, okay, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit, but it's just that it's a little nuanced. Yeah. If you are, there's also like, sometimes you feel like you're channeling a book. That's different. You know, maybe you can feel that energy. Like if you feel like it's coming from your higher self, from source or something like, it's like, like you can feel it coming through you. Right. That's a different energy than merging with the thing. Oh yeah. It is very different. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not contradicting myself. I take it back. No, that's even <laughs> like I, I feel like that there's even a knack to that. Like when I write, I really I mean, sometimes I, I if I'm telling a story from my life and I'm like remembering like this is what happened and then I, it feels yeah. a little more like I'm tapping into my own information. But mm-hmm. I, it is important to me when I write for it to be to know like, OK, this is just what's coming through. And then it, it's such a different energy. It's like. I don't get when I like purposely don't get tied up in it, then I don't question it as much. And then it has more. It's like the whole process becomes interesting because I'm like, oh, this is interesting information. (laughs) (laughs) It is is really different. Yeah, I love that when I'm writing even like fiction or a screenplay or something. It's like I had no idea I was going to write that. Like it's just like channeling. Yeah. But not. um but not merging. It's a yes. different feeling. The merging can feel heavy. So that's another way you may want to, you know that you've merged. If you feel confused, if it feels heavy, that means that your energy is getting drained. It's like right. it's not where it's at its peak yeah. you know, point. Yeah. And then the uh, this is an interesting topic Like, because then also I could see how the inner critic would sort of could sort of tie you to stuff because that's part of it too with – not just with writing, even with tasks, like even mm-hmm. tasks sometimes when Definitely. I'm like, when there's a part of me that's like, oh, I don't really know how that's, I know I need to do that. I don't know how to do that. And then, and then I feel like stuck because I'm like, I don't know, just that it yes. all gets tied up together where then when I'm like, well, then, then I can just take a step. I can just take a step, just take one yes. step toward it and kind of like step away from that feeling of like, what if I do it wrong? You know, it's just an yes. interesting to think of this as like kind of untangling the cords of identity with like what you're doing or what you're creating yes exactly it's almost like and it could be cords it could just actually be like energy patterns even you know like my I noticed that I was merged with my inner critic without realizing it because like my inner critic doesn't talk loudly anymore like it doesn't talk like you're fucking it up I don't Uh, hear it it like that well (laughs) instead it's like (laughs) it's just like it knows better to talk to me like that because if it talks loud like clearly like that I'm like what the fuck don't talk to me like that right but instead it's like just this heavy energy Uh, which is essentially yeah which is basically it just being like don't fuck it up like just standing (laughs) there looking at you disapprovingly (laughs) when you're trying to do stuff yeah exactly it's like whispering instead of you know just turn the volume and then I'm like Like, why do I feel this way 
So it's in some ways kind of annoying. I wish it was louder. But now I'm starting <laughs> to recognize like, oh, that energy is an energy pattern. And by the way, it's like my ancestors energy, mm -hmm. my mother's energy. Mm -hmm. This is it's like what you were talking about doing a task. It's yeah. like, oh, I mean, my mom was so fucking productive <laughs> and she was so miserable. Oh. Like she was just constantly, you know, she was. I think she was a Capricorn sun and Virgo rising, like opposite mm. of you. Um, but it was just like task, 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 task. And so mm -hmm. I have that like general feeling if I'm not doing something, then I'm not okay. But it's, yeah. I've turned, I've healed so much of that. But now again, it's just like a little bit. So I notice it. I'm like, oh, I've merged with that inner critic. So the heart, opening the heart chakra, breathing into your heart is helpful. I went on longer than this than I meant to. But I wanted to say that there's also two ways out of this, also out of the merging once you notice you're merging, which is you can either go high or low. <laughs> so by that, I mean either ground. So if you feel safety from the earth, which you, this would be probably for you, you know, practice grounding, like just feeling into the earth, basically like regulating with your earth energy. And like what physical steps can I take that helps me? Like, no, instead of getting all stuck in the, you know, merging, then like yes. what physical step can I take? Yes, yeah. that would be good too. Yeah, or like, yeah, that's so funny. I'm glad I said this to you because that's such an earth answer. Yeah. For me, I'm but like, you feel the earth energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like taking Figure that out. earth energy one step further. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. But for me, obviously, I feel more at home with this, you know, communing with with source, with guides, with my higher self. So for me, I would say for people who feel more comfortable with that, it's like opening up your crown chakra, maybe imagining a cord to this beautiful sun above your head and then feeling the light coming through or just imagining like coming through your crown chakra like allowing in your higher self what would my higher self say to me about this yeah and seeing what they would say you know just not editing it just being like what would yeah. they say I love doing that like if I notice I'm feeling bad it's like well what does my higher self have to say about this and instantly I just feel expansive oh yeah and I just feel my heart open so that's a good way to get out of merging is connect to earth whatever that means to you or, um, you know, source. Or both. Or both. Yeah, if you like both. I don't know. It doesn't have to be source. You know, it could just be like the higher realms. I'll mm -hmm. put it that way. Your higher self, whatever. So that's it. I love it. <laughs> so helpful. Oh, great. Okay, so now it's time for Practical Magic. So it's Ostara this week, everyone. Oh, yeah. It's a pagan holiday. So that's Saturday is Ostara. And that's mm. also right around the time that Aries season begins. Yeah. So to celebrate Ostara, this is uh, a, this is the spring equinox. Um, it's when the days and nights are of roughly equal length. Of course, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the fall equinox, another magical time. So that's mm -hmm. a time when you can, it's like the pagan Thanksgiving. You kind of yeah. take 
take stock of all that you're grateful for, all that you've <coughs> learned. And Ostara, it's my recommendation for this week is to work with flowers or seeds. So you could bring flowers into your space. You could plant flowers in your garden. I I cannot do that because of where I live. It's like, oh, so it's the so snow, cold. like feet, like just so much snow this weekend. Still oh not goodness. time to plant flowers here. Um, but you could plant them, like plant some seeds indoors and get ready to transfer them outside. Or you could just, just work with flowers and seeds. And you could also uh, leave some fairy offerings. So our oh, offerings great. to nature. I've been lately, well, we had a little fake spring for a second before mm-hmm. the snow came back and um, I had cleared some clutter and does this happen to you that like just regularly you have gemstone bead jewelry that breaks <laughs> I feel yeah. like this happens to me periodically so I often yeah. have a lot of little like gemstone beads yeah. that are no longer strung together and what on earth do you do with them it frustrates well, me well I'll tell you you oh, put them into a fantastic. little box <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> put them into some a box or a bag or some beautiful receptacle and then when you go out into nature you take a crystal with you a crystal bead and then you spend time in nature and then as a thank you as a sort of a reciprocal energy you leave the bead or the crystal I do um. also with crystals I'm like oh this crystal's ready to go like I don't need to keep holding on this crystal can go back to nature then yeah. I um I will offer one or two, several crystals. I've been putting them into the stream. But this is something you can do with fairies, too. I did that. I've done this for fairy offerings, is offer gemstone beads or gems to the earth, to the spirits of nature, the fairies, and Mm -hmm. other fairy offerings, birdseed. Birds are fairies. Mm. I mean, the, the... what you're doing when you're communicating with fairies is communicating with the aliveness of nature Mm. and the magic and the interconnection so i do feel like there are invisible fairy spirits invisible elemental spirits that you know rocks and dirt and plants all have like elemental energy too so it's just the aliveness of nature in general Um, but bird seed is a way of offering to nature or to the fairies and shiny silver coins and also walnut shells filled with ale or champagne or juice or even water could be offerings to the fairies so thinking this week about fairies flowers nature offering to nature you could even like uh empower water or Mm. maybe add some flower essences to water with the love maybe hold the water up to the sunlight and then offer the water to the earth as a libation to the earth and the the spirits of nature it's really so powerful to do stuff like this to actually physically offer something like water or crystals or flowers or walnut shells to fairies and the earth because it is it's, it's a ritual that reminds us of our interconnection. It's a way of exchanging energy. Yeah. And then we receive it back. We receive that it, that acknowledgement of like, here's a physical offering. It really does help us to also receive blessings. And you could even enlist the fairy. You could invite fairies to come into your yard. Maybe mm-hmm. not into your house unless you really want to. Sometimes fairies in the house can cause some 
Uh, mischief yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, well I was just gonna say what you just said about offering that you know you receive back because it's like this offering is really like an expression of gratitude yeah you know exactly yeah showing gratitude for the earth and that that you are aware of it that Mm -hmm. you're not just like chomping all over it but you're receiving it and you appreciate it exactly and then when there's a physical exchange there's just something so i mean i think ritually which rituals are very powerful it's it's significant but i also feel like we can because of the way our lifestyles are we can tend to feel like, oh, here's nature. It's just this sort of like sort of like the holodeck yeah. in Star Trek The Next Generation. Like it's just <laughs> this pretty sort of landscape. I don't know. Like you yeah. just don't you feel disconnected from it. But just the act of pouring water on the earth as an offering, it's like here's something you're giving, a physical thing that you're giving. You're exchanging physical energy with the earth. So as a magical spiritual practitioner, it's just a really powerful thing to do, a surprisingly powerful thing to do. But creating specific offerings for fairies, like one year I did um, like a fairy dust, like I had herbs. I don't remember what all, oh, I had dried lilac because I had gone to New Mexico. I think I talked about this on the podcast. I had gone to New Mexico and so I had some lilacs even though it was still snowy here. And then I dried them and then I mixed them maybe with some like, beat some crystal beads and some other herbs I don't remember Mm -hmm. what all but and then I sprinkled them outside my house as an offering to the fairies and then the next day there was a moose and her uh, moose calf that were just hanging out outside outside my house that's amazing yeah I love that we currently have a calf that is in our backyard that we have there's always like a what's it called a herd of cows uh uh-huh but there's this one calf that has become really friendly it kind of kills me because they are gonna kill it eventually and it's like a dog like it comes up my daughter and I pet it and spend time with it and so sweet cows are so sweet well it's good I mean I know this breaks my heart I mean I am almost completely vegan and have been for a long time and Mm. And I was raised in a place with a lot of livestock. Oh, yeah. So many there. So much livestock where I grew up. And yeah. and so I still, still see them. But I will say that with your calf, it is good that your calf is having this life. That is having yeah. a, a nice life that's so far. That's true. That is true. And it's just the end. That's not going to be great. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, I feel like we want to take it. <laughs> oh, you yeah. Know? It, yeah. Anyway, not to... Mess up your practical magic. Oh, no, it's not messing it up. Um, All right. So, yeah, that's practical magic. Great. All right. So um, you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast. Yeah. Yes. On Facebook, they're a Magic Monday Podcast. Pod. We have a listeners group, Magic Monday Podcast listeners. And as we said, you can ask us a question and we love it on magicmondaypodcast.com on ask a question. Or, you know, call in. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> Where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me uh, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Instagram at Tess4444. 
and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, and that's where I post my readings. I do daily reading or weekly readings on Mondays, and then you can find me my website at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where I have a lot of rituals and spells and guided meditations. And where can we find you, Natasha? Oh, me? You yes. can find me at HighestLightHealing.com. And I also have classes and meditations on there, and you can schedule a session with me if you desire on there as well. <laughs> and Not if you don't want to, but only if you If you don't do. want one, you can forget it. But if you do want one, that's where you'd go. Um, and Instagram, Highest Light Healing, and Facebook. All right, so we're going to pick, I'm going to pick from the Starseed Oracle again. Okay, and I am drawing from my very own Cosmic Dancer Oracle. Okay, I got big picture thinking, which is interesting because I feel like um, that's like the opposite of merging, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, we'll see if it aligns. Okay, so the plate, how do you say plate? I never say this right. Pleiadians. Pleiadians are our cosmic cousins. They're here to remind us that it's never too late to learn new things and change the future. You're being called to be a visionary for the planet, to take a breath, shake off what you've been taught about the world, and hold a new vision for humanity. You're likely a natural big picture thinker, here to generate ideas for the future, here to birth a new age and dream a new world into being. Um, The world needs more artists, dreamers, inventors, and visionary thinkers. Perhaps you've had an idea recently that you're being called to usher in. If so, this card is your confirmation that it's divinely guarded guided. The Pleiadians support us in this important stage in Earth's development. They want us to know that the decisions we make today will affect the well-being of our planet and all its species. They're calling on you to be a leader of the future, to hold a clear vision of what's possible, to trust that vision and follow it through with daily action, to dream a new world into being. Yeah, so I feel like it is maybe a continuance of what I was talking about. Yes. Like, yeah, when you aren't merged, when you connect to your whatever it is that connects you to your center, then you can have this vision. Yeah, because we were, when we were talking about the energy report, we were really talking a lot about doing things, like doing tasks and, you know, yeah. manifesting our goals. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, and what you got? I got offer, which is about oh, offering. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. You know. I know. It's a picture of it's the, the woman holding rose petals to the sky. You have oh, the opportunity. I know. You have the opportunity to live each day as an offering to hand over your efforts and the results to divine presence, also known as God, Goddess, all that is. When you do so, you will never feel drained, burnt burned out overwhelmed or uninspired instead divine energy will fill you and you will experience great joy and success in all that you do life is a temple it is the sacred space where spirit meets form and form is enlivened with spirit you are now called to fully inhabit the temple of life this means choosing to live with sacred awareness during every moment of every day Offer all your actions, thoughts, endeavors, and everyday moments to the divine and become a priestess and devotee of life itself. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. And it also reminds me of what 
I was saying before about gratitude too with offering. <clears throat> um, that last part. What did you? And it, it just reminded me of, <laughs> of the gra- What were you saying about gratitude and offering? Well, oh, just when we're how... offering like to the earth. Yeah. 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 I, I was don't... talking about offering physical things uh, to the fairies and the earth, and that is the same energy. Like we can also channel just our work. You know, anything that we do, even any yes. any effort yes. at all, like cleaning, yes. exercising, like that can it's all true. be, you can channel that into an offering to the divine, which, you know, with whom you are one. That's right. All right, everybody. Hope you remember that this week. <laughs> Have a beautiful Ostara or Maiden. Yeah.